Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the live Q&A with yours. Truly won't be before you all too long, but I want to make sure I serve you out, guys and gals, um, a little bit this Sunday afternoon. I hope you guys are doing well. Hope you guys got a lot of rest this weekend. I hope that you guys are setting yourself up um, to have a successful week. But my name is Joshua, for those who are new. And uh, my goal is to help you uh, make sense of your life and help you grow holistically for God's use. And after watching the video, like, man, I like this guy's vibe, go ahead and subscribe because I would love to be a coach here online. But as everyone is coming in, I also want to make sure I greet those who's been a subscriber for years or for minutes. I want to say thank you so much for trusting uh, what God has entrusted to me, and I pray it continues to be treasured. You. Like I said before, won't be on here too long. Just want to make sure that I serve you all um, sometime this weekend. But my latest book, Facts of Feelings, is now available. It's a great book and resource to help you process um, your feelings so you can get back to fulfilling your purpose in life or back to fulfilling your role as a husband, as a as a wife, as a parent, as an entrepreneur, as a business person, etc. So this book right here, I think I got a copy here. Yep, I do. This book right here is a great resource. Whoops. For you to be able to process those things there. A place for you to teach you how to vent, how to vent properly. Uh, scriptures in the book to help you really process your emotions by the word of God. As well as areas for you to vent, to feel, and to find the facts. So there's a lot of great uh, articles in here as well to really help you better understand how we should manage our feelings so that we can get back to manage the roles that we were meant to fulfill. So that book's available now, but I think I got some people coming in already. So let me go ahead and see who we got here today. Go ahead and get your questions in because I'm only going to be here for maybe 10 to 15 minutes or so, um, depending on how God leads. Bell says, hi, everyone. We're glad to have you, Bell. Thank you for joining us. Liz Beth says, how does a woman forgive and live on with the husband who cheated? What should she do to trust again? Well, great question. Um, first off, you have to kind of examine, has this person have a change of heart? Because that person hasn't, have a, hasn't had a change of heart, he won't have a change of habits, right? The Bible talks about the divorce is only available, um, to, uh, not only available, but it's one of the main avenues, if not the ultimate avenue, uh, for those who are in situations where a person's heart has been hardened and they're not willing to uh, uh, receive pardon or to receive grace to, that will help them grow into being better. Now, if your husband is coming to you saying, hey, I, I want to do better, I want to grow, I want to prove to you that I'm faithful, then, then ask for God to help you have grace for him, patience for him, and to begin to guide you in how to forgive him, right? You're not going to be able to trust again if you first don't uh, allow yourself to be in a position to forgive. But at the same time, you have to begin to process uh, what's best for you in a situation in regards to if his habits haven't changed because his heart hasn't changed, right? And so it just depends. Where has God told you about the situation? Do you feel like God wants you to fight for it, stick in it, stay in it um, because his heart is with him? You see what I'm saying? And I think that will kind of help you begin to navigate going forward. But how do you trust again? You trust again by giving that person time to earn your trust back. Also, how you trust again is continue to invest in your relationship with God. How do you trust again is to begin to better understand um, what it means uh, to be forgiven so that you can help you to forgive. Another way to trust again is to, to see fruit and, and celebrate the fruit, right? In order to trust again, like I said before, is uh, take the time. Um, treasure the good moments that you had. Uh, and 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 really begin to communicate uh, um, your standards, etc., etc. So that's how you trust again. T R U S T. Take your time. Give them time to develop. Give it time to grow. Um, 
continue to develop your relationship with God. Take time to better understand what forgiveness is towards you so that you can walk in forgiveness towards him. Uh, uh, communicate your standards. Make sure that you won't stand for that again. If it happens again, there won't be no second chances. And then last but not least, treasure the good moments that you had with him. And then that will kind of give yourself the empathy and the grace needed for that individual to grow again. Hope to help. TJ Dream says, what up, coach? Why does God hide us? Because he, he, he has the right thing. He wants to slide to us. He hides us so that the right things can be slided to us, right? And sometimes you can be hiding in plain sight. I told a student today in my Bible class, uh, Sunday Bible class, I told him that God has you hidden with blind people. So you can be op uh, 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 open in plain sight, available in plain sight, but God still hides you because he has the right thing. He wants to slide you. And so he hides because he wants to protect us. He hides so that he can help us. He hides so that we can uh, um, get more involved in our purpose and not be distracted. Number two, he hides so that we won't be easily distracted by unnecessary relationship. He hides because he wants us to understand the beauty of enjoying him and his presence. And he hides so that we can focus on stewarding without distraction. H-I-D-E-S. He hides because um, to help us. He hides us to uh, uh, help us. Uh, he hides so that we can better get involved with our purpose. He hides so that we won't be distracted from our purpose. He hides so that we can see the importance of enjoying him wherever we are, so that we won't have to be looking for things to be our joy. And he hides so that we can get back to stewarding. Hope to help. Uh, Tanita says, ordered my unplugged sweater. I can't wait to wear it. Thank you so much. A lot of people don't even know I have merch. A lot of people don't even know I have shirts and merch. You can get all these great shirts and more. My unplugged shirts, all that kind of stuff available on my website, IamUnplugged.com. So thank you so much, Tanita. Please take a picture. Let us know um, uh, what sweater so we can see you in it, so we can help promote it as well. So thank you so much for, for supporting. Jody Real says, are some people blessed with good looks and attractiveness and others are not? I often hear that saying. Well, you only have to be attracted to one person. It doesn't matter if you are not in the one percentile of universally accepted attractiveness. It doesn't even matter if you're attracted to the world. All you have to do is be attracted to God because of what Christ did and be attracted to the one that God has for you. Right? Um, some people do have certain st uh, attractive standards that match the standards of the world. And so they're going to garner more attention than others. But at the same time, um, not everybody's given everything. Uh, Kanye said the ugliest people, uh, the, the most, the beautiful people do the ugliest things. And so sometimes people who have been so attractive their whole life gets things easier and therefore it sometimes can cripple them, right? Or some people are, are, are attractive, but don't even know they're attractive. And so the goal is, is not to worry about who's beautiful and who's not. Everybody's made in the image of God. And all you have to do is only be attracted to one person. You don't have to worry about, uh, uh, um, whether or not I meet the world standards of beauty or handsomeness, at the end of the day, all you have to do is be attractive to God and attractive to yourself and attractive to the one that's going to help you build wealth. Hope that helps. Natalie says, why doesn't God allow people to disappear in your life when you have asked him to know if they are meant to be in your life? Well, it just depends on proximity. Some people can't disappear because the town is small. Some people can't disappear because they work at your job. Some people can't disappear. And sometimes people don't disappear because God wants you to learn how to handle people that mishandled you. Learn how to handle how to still work with and navigate around people uh, that, that you wish that wasn't there. Because... Uh, life is not about making life convenient. Life is about make developing character in you. And if he keeps removing all of the resistance out of your life, then you will never develop in life. 
So that's the reason why he does that oftentimes. Denise Nicole says, hi, everyone. Good new week to you. Thank you so much. Jenny D says, hey, coach, how's it going? Hope all is well. All is well. Everything's going well. Thank you so much. Stephanie Marie says, good evening. Jojo Davis says, what's up, coach Josh? How do I take it slow with the woman I really like? Well, you have to see. Let's read. Let's, let's start over. What's up, coach Josh? How do I take it slow with the woman I really like? Number one, you have to be sensitive. You have to be sensitive to how she wants the pace to go. In order to go, in order to um, go somewhere with her, you have to be sensitive with her. You have to be able to say, "Hey, I cannot allow my like for her to be so strong that I overshadow who she really is, and then I like her attributes, but I don't really like her." So, in order to take it slow with women, you have to be sensitive with her. Number two, in order to take it take it slow with women, you have to love you more than you endeavor to like her. Some people become, some men become overbearing to women because they love the idea of love, but they don't love themselves. When a man loves himself, he's content with himself, then he won't be too pressuring to her. Also, how to uh, be slow with women is to be in obedient with God, in obedience with God. You got to be orderly with him. You got to be able to flow with him because why go fast with a person that is not even meant to be uh, in your life, right? And also, how to keep it slow with a woman is... um is to what's a good W? Don't have a W. Let me see what the audience say. What's a good W? <laughs> so how to take it slow with women? You got to be sensitive with her. You got to make sure you love yourself more than you endeavor to like her and love her. You have to be in complete obedience to God, and you got to be willing to walk at her pace. You got to be willing to walk at her pace because she's the one that's going to have to take your last name eventually or whatever, whatever. So you got to walk with her slowly. Hope to help. Uh, time for, I'm almost at 15 minutes, so I got to get out of here. If your pastor committed adultery and you forgive him, but don't want to stay under his leadership, did you truly release him and forgive him? Well, you just got to go where, at, those, at, at the end of the day, you got to go where God sends you. At the end of the day, you got to go where God wants you. Because pastors are not perfect, and when they do stuff like that, how, the Bible says, how can you take care of the house of God if you can't take care of your own house? So you don't have to stay up in this leadership if God doesn't want you to, and, and especially if someone is doing that kind of sin, uh, he just needs to sit down. The Bible talks about that, that if you do that kind of sin, you're unfit to lead in a pastoral role. Father, Father of Christ says, good evening, coach. The Lord has been leading me in many ways, in many areas, and I give, and it gives me joy. With this lady that I'm interested in, I have faith that the Lord is telling me to tell her how I feel about her. Um, excuse me. We text more than we talk in person. And when I read the word, I get what I believe to be confirmation that she is the one. But in person, it can seem different. How do I navigate through that as well? Like I told the brother before, you have to make sure that you heard from God. You got to make sure you hear from God, especially when it comes to pursuing a woman. When Peter was on his boat. He toiled all night. Christ comes and says, you know, Peter, cast your net over there. And Peter was like, but Jesus, I toiled all night, man. You said I've been fishing. I've been shooting my shot all night. And Jesus said, no, cast your net now. And when Peter cast his net, he caught so much fish, he had to call other boats to him to help him lift, right? And so when you process that in liking to shooting your shot with a woman, you got you to gotta cast the net on God's command. If you cast a net prematurely and you cast a net because of feeling or you cast a net because your subconscious looking for something to confirm and validate what you want without really acknowledging and to see if God even validates it, then you find yourself outdated for the very thing that you want to have in your life. 
And so what you have to do in order to navigate it, you got to be very sensitive to the leadership of the Holy Spirit to see, if, is this even of God for you? And the best way to see if it's of God for you is let God develop it. Let God create the scenario, the situation where it's best for you to cast that net. Let him order your steps. Let him do the, the, the orchestrating of the thing which makes your shot easier. A lot of guys are taking half court shots, full court shots, or even deep threes when God's saying, let me guide you to the paint to get a layup. The best shot to shoot, the best, the hop, the most high percentage shot to shoot is a layup. And if you shoot your shot from half court, shoot your shot from full court, shoot your shot from a, a deep three, you have a you have a chance to make it, but it's more difficult when God wants to give you the craftiness uh, to be able to get to the paint and finish strong with the layup, right? And so you just got to understand, hey, uh, 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 even though y'all talk and text and all that kind of stuff, don't worry about what's next. Just manage what you have now. So let me kind of go through your question again. You said, good evening, coach. The Lord has been leading me in many areas and I and it gives me joy with this lady that I'm interested in. I have faith that the Lord is telling me to tell her how I feel about her. We text more than we talk in person. And when I read the word, I get what I believe to be confirmation that she is the one. But in person, it can seem different. OK, because, you know, a lot of people, some people are more comfortable in text than they are in talk. Right. And, so, and people got different communication avenues and styles. And so I would just continue to just just go at the pace of God. Keep flowing with him and he'll create the scenario for you. You're so welcome, TJ Dreams. I got maybe time for two more and I'm out your way. Michaela says, how can I be more productive in life and stop wasting time? And how do I find my purpose? Well, productivity comes with uh, um, understanding purpose. Understanding purpose comes from understanding who you are as a person. Understanding who you are as a person is understanding who God is as a person and what He has designed you uh, to be purposeful in. So you have to take it. You have to take a look at your day and say, okay, my twenty-four hours. What hours are delegated to what? What hours are giving to what? And then after you do that, you see what hours you have left over. And then you focus on self-development, spiritual development, and all that kind of stuff, right? And you have to honor time like you honor your life. You spell time L-I-F-E. How you spend your time is how you spend your life. And the more you begin to start determining what you want your life to end up becoming, then you know what you got to start doing now. And you find your purpose by being purposeful daily, by daily purposes. Continue to walk in the purpose of what the Word of God says about a woman. Continue to walk in purpose what the Word of God says about uh, uh, being a wife, being a mother, being being whoever and whatever you do on a day-to-day -day basis. And then over time, you will begin to get a clear picture of what kind of purpose God wants you to walk in. So please type in Purpose and Joshua Ezzy on my YouTube. I know you've probably seen it, but I have a lot of videos that go into greater depth on purpose. Uh, Jazz, and last one, I got to go. Yo, coach, what would be the top three places you would take a woman when you first meet her? Great question. The top three places is a place where you can talk. You want to you wanna go to a place where you can talk and walk. Talk and walk. You don't want to go to a place where, like a movie, where, where you can't really communicate. Um, you want to go to a place. So the top three things you could do is you can take her out to eat, where you can sit and talk. You can take her for a walk. You can take her to a park. You can take her somewhere where it's, it's going to give y'all about an hour and a half to two hours where y'all can communicate. Find some things now that it's getting sunnier. I mean, it's getting warmer out. Find some places where y'all can, it's, it's festive, where there's people around, where she can feel comfortable, and where you can have a time to sit down and talk and walk and really see if y'all are really walking together in any of the things that you have.
Last couple of videos, I did a lot of videos on top first date questions. So I hope those help. Gotta go, y'all. Love y'all. Pray y'all was blessed by this. You're so welcome. I'm glad it was a blessing to you. Um, so I hope that helps. Love y'all. I gotta get out of here. Get ready for tomorrow. But check out my latest books, Facts Over Feelings, How to Get from Processing Your Feelings to Fulfilling Your Roles in Life. Also check out my book on wholeness so that you can hold the things well. If you want to know the purpose of your singles and how to maximize it, there's a great book here. If you want a book to help you date yourself, date God, and become dateable for the love of your life, and to ask the right questions to either end the relationship or extend the wrong right relationship, etc. Great book there. If you want to learn more about how to untie soul ties and uproot strongholds, it's a great book here. If you want to learn how to discern the things that are in front of you to determine whether or not it's a counterfeit or counterpart, here's a great book as well. If you have children between uh, grades of third, third and fourth grade all the way to about seventh, eighth grade, here's a great book for them to discover their art form. Also, if you want to learn my, learn more about spiritual warfare and the whole armor of God, here's a great book as well. I pray y'all was blessed by this. Thank y'all so much for all y'all support. I'll see y'all tomorrow for sure, Lord willing. I'll see y'all. Peace.